Can I talk to you for a few minutes? No, I haven't anything else to do. Welcome back, counselors, to our interview series of interesting people Greg, Jack, and I think you should know more about. Today, we sit down with the creator and host of the general public podcast Randomness with Bam Bam. It was his Instagram feed that first caught my eye, and it is one of the most fun feeds out there. His podcast has the same wild feel and randomness as the feed, and it's loaded with youthful energy. His guests are interesting, and his interviews definitely don't disappoint. The central character of the podcast is, of course, Bam Bam. And for our interview, Bam Bam is in full character. And although I couldn't get him out of character, I I certainly tried, I think if you listen closely, you'll hear an artist who is staying true to his vision and does let us get some glimpses behind the curtain. Listen, I strongly suggest you at least check out his Instagram at generalpublic.podcast. And from there, you can hit his link tree, it's in the bio, and find your favorite podcatcher. I hope you enjoy this talk with Bam Bam as much as the three of us did. Let me let me introduce you. So Greg is the guy. I don't know which which square he's on, but he's the one in the black T-shirt with the, the tatted up arms, and uh, he also has his uh, beautiful bride. Who you, if you've listened to our podcast, you know, you know her laugh because she's right there. Katie. Yeah, that's right, Katie. And then we have Jack, who's got the the tank top and the tattoo on the shoulder. He's up there. So uh, Jack, I don't know if you listened to Surviving Jail, but Jack's the one that talked about Surviving Jail. Hola. Yep. And then I'm Tim. Timmy! (laughs) We have been talking about getting you on this show for several months. Was just so attracted to your Instagram, then started listening to your... listening to your podcast and uh, thoroughly enjoyed the energy and everything that you bring and the name of your podcast general public randomness podcast no 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 no, no. you got to say it if you google it you got to type it fully otherwise it doesn't much come up you have to write general public podcast randomness with bam bam if you get to the randomness part then it'll show up but if you put just general public then it's a it's a cool band from England from the uh, 1980s, right? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I no idea. Check it out. It's like iTunes, man. If you don't put the whole thing, it won't show up. Stupid. Yeah. All right. So, from general public randomness, no, general public podcast randomness with Bam Bam with Bam Bam. All right, Bam Bam. <laughs> 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 So um, now, I, for everyone that's listening, you are talking to us. Uh, we're doing this is an international show. You're up in Canada, uh, just outside Toronto. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. All right. So now, <laughs> you have you always did you move to Canada? Or are you from Canada? Born and raised. Born and raised in the Toronto area, or were you north like, of Toronto? My parents came from Czech, Czech Republic from the USSR occupation, and I'm here now. I uh, I crossed the border through the ball sack. He smuggled me. Through the what? <laughs> the ball sack. My dad smuggled me across the border. <laughs> <of> the <ball sack>. <laughs> <laughs> Tim doesn't get a lot of ball sack references. <laughs> so, like, all, you know, of all the images that flooded through my head, that's, uh, that was the last one that went through there. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, just maybe a little background on you. Um, again, as I was kind of stalking your, your social media, I noticed that uh, you had some really interesting pictures up. You were you were a young dude, 
uh, back in the early 2000s and you were partying f- with Monkey from Corn. What what the hell is that? And can you kind of tell us what <coughs> was going on in your world that you'd be doing that? Well, um, my mom's friend worked for Sony Entertainment. And back then we had the Much Music Video Awards once a year. Whoa, that one, I met, uh, I hung out with Chad Kruger. I chugged mm-hmm. two beers with him. Uh, hung out with Sum 41. I drank with Will Sasso from Mad TV. Uh, Monkey was there. Nice. Talked to him for a little bit. He was like on the calmer level, I kind of remember, for some reason. And uh, yeah, basically, she was doing uh, PR work at the event. And she's like, listen, I'll, le- I'll leave my wristband like loose. When I'm done my work, just meet me in the back. I'll slide it off for you and your friend and go. So you were just palling around, uh, hanging out with people, and they were buying you drinks? The drinks were free, man. <laughs> the MMVAs. Nice. I went with my buddy's sister, and uh, the Chad Kruger was the best because he was hanging out with her, and I was walking around looking for her, and he fucking shoves me in the side. He goes, hey, you Adam? I'm like, yeah. She gives me two beers, and I'm fucking eight, 17 at the time, I think, 17 or 18. And he's like, chug, chug. <laughs> Chugging with Chad Kruger. <laughs> was it, uh, Bam Bam, was it long-haired Chad Kruger or oh, yeah, shorter it was, hair long? It was good Chad Kruger. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't even have a drink with a short-haired Chad Kruger. <laughs> so what's your origin yeah. story with the podcasting game? I mean, your, your podcast is definitely random. You know, you live in that randomness. You, obviously, you love it. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, there's not a lot of people that can pull something like that off. I mean, it's, that's a pretty, pretty crazy thing. So what brought you to podcasting? Why did you want to get into that? Well, I was working downtown Toronto at an advertising agency and I didn't have a car because it was just after college and I was, it was like literally taking a fucking transit two hours one way and I was talking to a buddy. I'm like, I need something to do because like phones weren't as good back then so I couldn't really watch movies and shit. I was tired of reading books. He's like, why don't you listen to podcasts? And I'm like, what the fuck is that? He's like, it's just, it's like an open conversation that you learn all kinds of fucked up cool shit. And he's like, he's like, start with Joe Rogan. I'm like, all right, okay, I'll start with Joe Rogan. And I got it. I got it pinned up on my wall. I printed out the first episode, episode seven twenty eight. Sierra Lynch. I'll even read you the description. It says Sierra Lynch is a professional humiliatrix and fetish video producer, and she also has a documentary coming out soon called Ruin Me. Hmm. This was back in twenty fifteen, and you were hooked. Well, I'll tell you why. So basically, she was say, telling him about how she got started, and at the time before she was doing online videos, she was selling her feces. Oh. pieces of shit cups of pee pee you know sh- like shitty skid panties she was selling them online to people kentucky klondike bars yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay the rent good old canadian beaver pee so <laughs> yeah and i'm sitting i'm fucking listening to this and i'm fucking pissing myself i'm dying laughing i'm falling over in the seat next to me on the subway and shit and people are like staring at me I'm like you gotta hear the shit that i'm listening to this shit's crazy right and it just trickled on from there, and, and I, I wanted to do podcasting back then. Uh, I decided in 2015, and I started practicing while I was driving around, recording myself. If I could ever find the first few recordings, it's fucking terrible. There's no flow. I'm like, so I, was try, I would try and have a conversation with myself and be like, <laughs> so today I was driving, and I was, um, 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 you know, and, and I was doing shit like that. And then now I'm here talking like this, telling you everything about Joe Rogan, how I got into podcasting. So it obviously sped up my conversation. My drug habit was ending at that time. I had a cocaine addiction. It was pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in the hospital a couple of times. Wanted to really do podcasts in 2016, 17, but that was, I was still getting over shit. 
plus the confidence issue and what I was going to talk about and like, oh, am I going to lose my job if I post shit like this online? Mm. 2018, I said, fuck it, went for it. And I, I, I said, because also that was around the time where Joe Rogan started getting like really famous. So his guest category wasn't as random and as fun as it used to be back in when he first started it out, when he was popping off in his like 500 to 700 mm. episodes. Mm. Notice once he got started getting close to a thousand, it started getting a little more structured and he was a little more careful with who's coming on. Interesting. Like you'll never get Sierra Lynch selling shit on his fucking podcast today. <laughs> it ain't happening. You know, I used to have the real Rick Ross, the real gangsters, all, all kinds of fucked up characters. And it, that's what I appreciated. I appreciated the details of life. And I says, I'm going to be what Joe Rogan used to be. Hmm. Space is wide open now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the, I was like, he was so random before. That's how I got the word randomness. I'm like, I, I got to be as random as fucking possible. I'll talk to anybody. So, yeah, just, I mean, to, to give a, our listeners a sense of when you say talk to anybody. So you've some recent episodes, you talked to Valerie Knox, who's the lead guitarist for the band Anti-Queens, which is a just got a great heavy grunge feel to it. It's, it's really good music. And she was super interesting to talk to, or to, not to talk to, to listen to you talk to her. Uh, Brenna and Brian from the Front Porch Swingers podcast talking about swinging and polyamory. That was neat. <laughs> Giselle 420, the adult entertainer. And uh, now I know why you asked her if she sold, sold her shit and piss. Um, that was an interesting. <laughs> no, I, I, told her, I told her to listen to that podcast and she yeah. should do that because she's trying to do OnlyFans. Like, fuck OnlyFans. Find those dirty perverts out there that want to smell your pee pee. <laughs> fucking eat some asparagus before you put it in the bottle too oh. freak them out <laughs> by the way i like the smell of asparagus pee. i'm probably the only person yeah you probably are <laughs> you're the only the first one i've met yeah <laughs> it's so but like you eat asparagus and it's amazing how within 20 minutes your piss is just so intensely asparagus smelling and it's like it's earthy it's like going to the forest and smelling leaves in the summer it's like <laughs> I don't do that either. That's probably why. Yeah. Well, you also don't fucking sniff your dick now, do you? Not me. No. Oh. 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 You know what time oh. it is. Oh. We're going to really bend people's minds when it happens twice this week. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, you may have picked this up on our show, but uh, Jack tends to give his dog medicine. We don't really know. Mm -hmm. We've never seen the dog. We don't know if it's Jack or we don't know if it's a dog. But it's mm. a dog. Um, yeah, it's the crazy dog. stuff. Catherine medicine. Dog My dog enjoys. It. He likes the medicine. I mean, I take medicine too. You know, but it's different. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think you had said something about. Uh, a guinea pig on ecstasy and uh... yeah <laughs> <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah i used to be a big raver back in 1999 to 2001 or two when raves were fucking awesome sure they were so awesome <clears throat> you had to call on a pay phone the phone number on the back of the flyer an hour before the rave started because they did it this way because cops needed 24 hours to get a warrant to shut down an mm. underground event <laughs> You call them downtown Toronto. They say, go to Young and Dundas Square. You show up. There's fucking hundreds, if not like a few thousand people waiting and like just endless school buses. And you just pile on the school bus to take you to a fucking warehouse and you party till 6 a.m. and then come back all tweaked out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so I had a lot of ecstasy and this was the good ecstasy, man. Early 2000s ecstasy. Holy shit. Yeah. So me and my buddy were sitting there one time and I had these blue butterflies. And, uh, 
I don't know. I, I, we were just joking around about how, you know, they use guinea pigs to test drugs and shit. I'm like, you know, I got a couple of pills in the desk. I'm like, why don't we give them a little, see what happens, right? <laughs> I fucking knocked off a chunk of the pill, probably like the equivalent size of what a pill would be to me, kind of to him. I, I don't know if I measured wrong or not. And it, <laughs> I, forget what I, I think I stuffed it in a chunk of bread or something and he fucking ate it so fast. And his name was Whiskey. And also, we're sitting there, we're watching them, and we're drinking. My buddy's smoking weed, and all of a sudden, the guinea pig just starts twitching and shit. It's like, <laughs> and they make noises like when they're happy, they're like, right? And he's like, dick is kicking in, and he goes, I think so. And then all of a sudden, it's just start just like running in circles on the fucking table, starts fucking rolling around. Next, he was like, and I'm just like, I picked it up, I'm like, like, fucking, like, I was like, holy shit. So I fucking threw him in a basket, like a big basket, and I let him on the floor. And for fuck, like three fucking hours, this thing was just like back and forth. And sometimes it was going so fast, all you hear is just, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, trying to catch a guinea pig on ecstasy is a fucking mission, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but the funny part was, and that wasn't the only thing. We used to hotbox him. I used to blow weed into his cage and throw a blanket over it. <laughs> My parents did that to me when I was younger. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> the, be- the best part about this guinea pig was I think they're only supposed to live like three, maybe four years tops on average. And he was, I think he got just over six years. There you go. See? Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's a lesson out there, kids. Low stress environment. Yeah. A healthy amount of drugs will elongate your life in most That's cases. Right. <laughs> what else you got, man? Talk to me about. So we talked about uh, Brianna Bryan, Valerie Knox, Giselle 420, Miosha Bean, uh, actress and director, a Reuben Weedman, Bible dude. Like these are these are characters that I want to know more about. And so, do you have any favorites? Do you have ones that you'd like? Geez, I'd love to go back and, and interview them again. I, I probably will. My, my, my favorite one, actually. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Well, the, Dr. Bill, the, the death row psychologist, is probably, for information purposes, like how much information I got out of him that I just was like, had no idea about, never heard these things before. And it, like, it didn't blow my mind because I didn't think it was a real thing. It's just hearing it from someone who's personally connected to these you know, murderers it was pretty mind blowing. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you go go check it out, man. It's, this guy really he had everything gathered up in his head, so it was just an easy conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it was so easy. But uh, no, my favorite is Yannick Guerrieri. He was a sponsored Red Bull rider in France. He's sponsored for nine years. He still holds the world record for doing, um, I think, a backflip off a ramp on a downhill slope. Hmm. which is kind of surprising because i'm like when did you do that he's like six years ago and i'm like and no one's beat that record since like no double backflip right i'm like what i'm like okay that's cool i'm like huge i love guinness world records man i'm actually trying to find one to break for myself and uh i'm a big nitro nitro circus fan oh yeah yeah like travis pastrana knoxville those guys are my idols you know and um yeah so talking to a sponsored writer that's that was a shit for me Really cool. When I got him, I was like, nice. And you could probably be in the Guinness Book of World Records for like the oldest guinea pig. Like you could probably, you pro- there's probably some kind of way that you could stand the life of guinea well, pig. Well, you got to prove it, man. The fucking thing is buried at <laughs> my old house. What are we going to pull up? Bones? Perform an <laughs> autopsy. <laughs> yeah. I, sh- I should go get his bones. That was like 15 years ago. Yeah. Probably, 
I could put them on Q-tips and make them look all nice and shit. Yeah. <laughs> make, put them, make them into a necklace. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I did this recently. Uh, the Reloaded podcast. Yeah, yeah. This was what, actually, this was one of my like, favorites because Marilyn Manson is my favorite artist by far. Been a fan of him since 1995. And, and somehow I got in contact with this guy. And this guy was, we were talking, he lives in New Orleans. And I, I just finished the Marilyn Manson biography, The Long Hard Road Out of Hell. And he, there was a big part about how Manson went to go. Re- in 95, that's where he, him and Trent Reznor recorded the, uh, the 1996 Antichrist Superstar album. So there's this, all this shit about him doing drugs and parties, all in New Orleans. I'm like, wait a minute. Were you in New Orleans at that time? It's like, yeah, man. I cock-blocked Marilyn Manson at a party with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I was like, I was like, did you meet him for a second? He's like, no, man. I hung out with him all night. He invited me to my friend out. We went to his place. We partied all. I'm like, I got to hear the story on my podcast. And he's like, when? I'm like, we did it. And I was like hearing that story. I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Well, you'll get big enough that you'll have Marilyn Manson on your show. Yeah. Get his side. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you did, you did kind of like when you were talking to Valerie Knox, you did kind of talk some shit about him though. So he might, he might be able to listen <laughs> now. He's not going to listen to all my episodes. He'll never find it. <laughs> what did I say? Wait, what did I say? I talked shit all about his new album. Yeah. Oh, fucking. Know. I'll say that to his fucking face. I'm like, what the fuck happened to you, man? How is it that ACDC can release an album literally like a few months ago that they worked on last year? And those guys are way older than him. They're from the fucking 80s. 40 years <laughs> later, they can still sound the fucking same. What the fuck, Manson? Too much fucking drugs or something. But I get it, it. It wasn't his. The thing that I, the conclusion that I came to is that Twiggy was with him from the start. He got rid of Twiggy to the Me Too movement due to some rape allegations. Twiggy has always co-produced his albums. And then, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he's like some southern country singer that helped him produce this last album. And I'm like, there you go. He fucked it up. Not Manson. <laughs> and plus, <clears throat> Manson, I doubt he has the range anymore from all the drugs. Well, he did have an exceptional range. Well, if you listen to this, like, you ever actually listen to Sweet Dreams and all the levels he can take his voice to on a fucking snap of a finger... I don't think he can. I don't think he has that. I don't. It must be hard to keep. You know, so many great singers just uh, can't hit, can't hit the highs or the lows anymore. Yeah, but the ACDC singer is goddamn deaf and he can still hit the notes. <laughs> yeah, right. Good old Brian. <laughs> That's right. Phil Collins has a lot of staying power, in my opinion. True. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you said, if you go through my. You go through my list. The first one is Junior Doc, which is my buddy. He's in England right now becoming a doctor. And then I had, uh, I had a girl who's a toy collector, fucking cosplayer. I had a guy who had nine operations. Well, that's the, the Brendan Mouse story. That was fucked up. The reason I talked to the Aruban weed man, he's from Aruba. And I saw him on Instagram. He's always posting videos smoking weed and fucking slapping his wife's ass and shit. There was, a, there was one picture where you well. could like, see her head there. You see her, you see her head. And then you see what looks like pubes at the bottom. I'm like, I know what's going on there. <laughs> so I just hit the guy up. I'm like, yo, come to my podcast and tell me what, the, what's, what, what is life like out in Aruba? I haven't been there. Just tell me about that. That's it. it sounds like a man of some very specific passions. You know? Yeah. And then <laughs> fucking and ass slapping. Hey. Yeah. Island living, right? Yeah. Oh, you got to hear the cocaine story, man. We're, we're with a Colombian. He like chased him down with a machete and the cops came and mm. over a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I ain't surprised, man. 
Colombians don't fuck around when it comes to cocaine. <laughs> no, no. He, he still does it. He was fucking, I went on a live with him and he was like blowing lines, man. It was fucking hilarious. Hmm. So like one of the things you do is um, you do a great job of talking to these people, right? And so you do it in a way that is entertaining, you know, a lot of energy. What's the technique that you use? Do you prep? Do you plan? Do you just go in full, like, you know, no script, let's just fucking do this? What do you do to, to get them to talk? Well, the first thing is, is I, I don't do it just to do it. Like, uh, for example, I had someone try and send me over uh, this rap artist that's up and coming, I guess. And uh, they're like, oh, they want to be on your podcast. And I listened I listen to their music. I was like, I don't believe in it. Nope, I can't. Don't want to do it because I don't care. I, I like if, if you're going to make rap music, put a fucking effort into it, man. Don't don't just get this <laughs> auto tune shit and copy fucking everyone else. That's like, like, at least be like a pop smoke. He was awesome. Be fucking, Little Wayne was awesome. Like it was all, all kinds like they're unique. It's like Corn, Alice Chains, Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, Limp Bizkit, Offspring. You listen to any of those songs, just one, and you know you're not listening to the same band. So why can't we have that today? So I won't support you. Anyways, anyways, but my trick, my trick is I come up with an idea. Who I want to talk to, right? Yannick Guerrero is like, I want to talk to a sponsored writer. So I went and tracked him down, right? Giselle, I'm like, I want to talk to someone who's doing OnlyFans. So I spend like a stupid amount of time messaging girls on OnlyFans, right? Even, um, except for Vito, like I'm, I'm, I was into wrestling and my buddy's like, yo, Vito is like following your Instagram. And I'm like, who is he? And he, and he goes, um, so I Googled him and he was like, WWF, he was a pro wrestler. I'm like, oh, I, have, I remember watching him when I was a kid. I was like, you know, that, that would be a cool conversation actually, right? But I generally kind of search out the kind of topic I'm looking for. So I know I'm into it. And it's easy from there. And once I land the person, I go through their Instagram, see what's going on, and I kind of get ideas of where I want to go with this conversation. And I just make little notes. I don't make detailed notes. I just start it off, and sometimes it just goes in a direction. And that's what podcasting is about. It's just it happens. But as long as I'm interested in the person, it's an it's an easy conversation. Yeah, and it comes across. It comes across, and you don't uh, you don't pull punches. I mean, you ask some pretty you're pretty direct. You'll come in, ask some shit. And then you'll share, you know? So I think, uh, what was the one you were talking about with, um, what was it? Uh, Bianca and Brian, you were talking about your manscaping accident. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that scar right now. You want to see it? No. It's like this big. <laughs> the scar or your the dick? Scar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. How dare you? <laughs> this is an 86 Corolla. How dare you? <laughs> so, without, you know, so instead of like a disposable shaver, you were out of those and you went with like a sushi knife or something like that? No. I my... <laughs> I used to I used to shave my head at the time. That was the thing, right? And my, <laughs> oh, no, it was the thing. Oh, Everyone, say no more. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. In high school, like like we all shaved our heads, and we used to wear all white. I don't know why, like like jumpsuits. Remember that shit? And we were in a car, like Devo. Yeah, there's two of us, two <laughs> two of us in the front. White. There was one black buddy Ross. He was in the middle of the back seat. The cops pulled us over. And we're like, we weren't doing anything wrong, officer. And he's looking around. He goes, shut the fuck up. And he looks at my buddy. He's like, hey, you in the middle. He's like, you okay? And he's like, why? He's looking at us. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? All your shaved heads and shit. You know? So. Heaven's Gate called us back. <laughs> right. 
And I realized how that looked after all the white guys had a shaved head with all white, wearing white shoes and all white sweaters and pants. Like, we'll like fucking KKK. Was, yeah, they're like, wear the hoods. Let's look yeah. at the truck. Oh, yeah. 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 We're big on the hoodies. So, so we're, we're, we're like, the thing was to shave your head. And I, and my buddy gave me like a dog shaver, and this thing had these super big fucking teeth, right? <laughs> For the head, it was it was the great man. It was you're done, nice, silky, smooth, you know. And uh, and I, and I was manscaping, and I was trying to be careful. You had to keep it flat on the dick. And I I think I sneezed or something, and then I angled it, and all you heard was I was like I was like Aah! and there was this chunk of skin, like half an inch, just hanging off my fucking dick. And we this was I was manscaping because we we're going to Montreal for the weekend. So what I did is I, I pushed the piece of skin back into the hole and I wrapped a bandaid around my peepee. Sure. And my buddy, that's some good first aid right there, buddy. Got some string. You, you can catch the skin while it's fresh. It will heal back most of it. I'm assuming you had to go out of your way to 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 not get an erection for a little while. Wouldn't that kind of fuck up the healing process? Yeah. I, I think I still got an erection. I just had to wrap a second Band-Aid around so the first one wouldn't pop off. There you go. There you go. You know? And then, and then my buddy get, gets in the car where we're fucking, I was like 18, and he's like, um, he's like, you ready to pick up some chicks? I'm like, I don't even know if I could pick up any girls. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, I had an accident. What kind of an accident? I'm like, I fucking chopped my dick, man. He's like, no. With what? I'm like, the razor. And he's like, you use that thing on your dick? He's like, you know, it's for dogs, right? <laughs> he's like, yo, you have to show me. I'm like, I have a Band-Aid on it right now. I'm scared to get a boner. And he's like, show me, show me, right? I'm okay. I whipped out. He's like, no, oh, my God. <laughs> he's like, and then he goes to everyone. He's like, yo, Johnny, come here, come here. You got to look at that. Everyone starts coming over like, what did you do? I was like, stop looking at my dick. Like, <laughs> Good times, man. So that scene in There's Something About Mary. That's me. probably just cry quietly <laughs> yeah it's the same shit you scream so loud there's no sound it's like, <laughs> that's it that's great so uh, another thing that I thought would be fun to talk about to tattoos you've got some good tattoo game and as I mentioned we've got a couple other folks on the cast of tattoo game and uh, it was cool because when you were talking to Valerie Knox you were able to talk about your Jack Sparrow tattoo and you guys totally mm-hmm. geeked out on each other on that so what's what, you, I mean, you really like Jack Sparrow, right? Yeah, yeah. Jack Sparrow's my idol. Um, <clears throat> so I got, I, yeah, I got that tattoo. It's kind of not finished. It's like 25 The outline's there, some color at the bottom. I stopped because the artist I went to kind of asked him not to do certain things and when he was. So I'm like, right, right, let's stop here and I'm going to find someone else because if you're not listening now, I don't want to get it too far and it's going to be a disaster to fix. Oh yeah, I love Johnny Depp and I hate what Amber... Amber Cunt is doing them right now. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't talk about that because you don't want me to coming after us. Even though she used it for her own personal uh, famous benefits and lied about a bunch of shit, that psycho. I'm on Johnny's side. <laughs> yeah, you're team Johnny. I don't know that much about it. I just knew that there was some shit. What, what happened? But, but Johnny, oh, her, basically, she, when the whole thing started with him and her, um, she got him into the Me Too movement, and she was saying that he was abusing her and beating her, um, and uh, because she was like the Me Too movement was like the thing. If you're a celebrity, it'll, it'll boost your celebrityism type thing. Right. And then once they were going through court, I was following the case, I was reading every article on it, and 
all of a sudden it started coming out. There was video evidence and phone proof that she was admitting that she was beating him. And the videos were showing that she was abusing him. There was actually in court. This was the, my favorite one. I was fucking dying when I was reading this. The district attorney or whoever reads um, what the allegations are said that uh, Johnny Depp claims that I can't remember word for word. So I'll say it how I remember it. But he said that Johnny Depp came home only to find Amber Ben Amber Amber Heard standing in his bed uh, with and uh, with the words saying "fuck you, Johnny," threw a bottle at him and then took a shit on his bed. Whoa! Mm. For some people, that's foreplay, just in her defense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he was, if it was on his chest, I would understand. But come on, he's got to sleep there later. <laughs> I wonder what Amber Heard could get for that shit, though. On the <laughs> Probably more now, right? Yeah. Or the bed. Yeah. So wait, so. So she was abusing him, is what you're saying? Is that yeah? Oh, oh shit! That's what they were saying. Alleged. Let's say allegedly. All right. Let's say allegedly. Because I was reading a bunch of different articles. Who knows what? Who is right? Because in the end, Johnny didn't win the second uh, deposition or whatever you want to fucking call it. And uh, now she's golden. Now she got a Disney fucking contract. And uh, oh, she's probably gonna keep fucking Aquaman, even though there was uh, like a million people who signed a petition to tell her to, you know. Mm. And Johnny is fucked. But the one thing I love about this, Johnny had a career. He had a damn good one. And he's just like my podcast. He's random. Every character mm-hmm. that he played, it's not like Denzel Washington. He plays a different character and talks the fucking same. Like he's Denzel and every, you know, every Tom character Cruise. he plays is always different. I love Tom Cruise. Don't you talk any shit about him. I swear I'll hang up. It's crazy. Is he Canadian? No. Oh, okay. So you love non-Canadians. You're going on record. I love Americans, man. I want to go to America so bad. I love country music, you know? You should get married to somebody here in the States. I, I know, but I, I got to get a pardon first. <laughs> so um, where, where was I going with this? Uh, Johnny Depp's randomness. Uh, the Me Too movement. Right. But Jack Sparrow was the best. And this is the moment that he is a Lindsay Lohan. He's crashed and burned. And I can't wait for his comeback story. Everyone loves a comeback story. He already had one of those, did he? Not yet. I thought that's what Pirates was. You know, it Jump Street, and then you didn't hear from him for a while. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> he did a few movies in between Jump Street. Well, no, no, he, he, did, he did a bunch of... He was fine in the 90s, especially when he was doing those gangster movies like Donnie Brasco. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I can't remember the movies. There's so many. And yeah, there's so many. Blow is good. When he did the last Alice in Wonderland, that's when he got a little... And then the, you know, a little bit. As good as Willy Wonka, too. Willy Wonka, that was fucking awesome. Let me test your Jack Sparrow knowledge, though, Bam Bam. Do you know who Johnny based his portrayal of Jack Sparrow on? Uh, uh, Keith Richards. Right, yeah, okay, good. Here's a fun fact. When I went to go see Rolling Stones at at Sarstock in Toronto back in 2004 or 5, whenever it was, I noticed that Keith Richards, there was a guy, and his only job was to keep keep Keith Richards standing. (laughs) (laughs) every time this guy was so fucked up and i wasn't even watching uh what's the singer's name he performed mick jagger Jagger. i was just looking at keith richards i go to my buddy i'm like yo look 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 wait 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 for it wait for it then keith just starts kind of stumbling 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 (laughs) off to the side and this guy comes out of the darkness wearing all black he grabs him he straightens him out and then he runs away and all of a sudden keith richards is going side to side and then all of a sudden he goes starts his body starts going left left and then he starts wobbling wobbling it looks like he's about to hit the floor and then two people jump out and catch him and they straighten him out 
in body stockings. There was one point near the end where one guy was holding him by the back of the shirt, walking with him because he, he just couldn't stand fucking. And he's still playing the guitar. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I think next year he comes with a kickstand. I believe. <laughs> Puppeteers. Uh, yeah. <coughs> that is the definition of success, man. Someone running around making sure you can stand up. Yeah, yeah. That, absolutely. That perfect. Or multiple I can, people. I definitely could use that once in a while. <laughs> you look like you need some visine, man. Who, me? Is it visine in the eyes? What are they I called? Was, I was swimming earlier. You need some ex. You need some ecstasy. Open your eyes up nice. Mm, Jack, that sounds good. I do. Send some down. Yeah, I'll take it. They don't make it like they used to. I wouldn't touch that shit right now. That's true, but I mean, still better than nothing <laughs> so what are you listening to now man what's like what do you so you, you know joe rogan's gone vanilla but what do you uh you must listen to some other shit uh joe joe, joe rogan's pretty good still um i've been listening to steve-o's podcast because he's been he has a lot of really good guests like uh who did he have there fucking steve-o he had um um god damn it uh jonathan jonathan davis from corn recently um, Travis Pastrana, that was fucking awesome. He had Tony Hawk, fucking Ryan Sheckler, Mike Tyson. Like, he had some pretty good ones, man. Whitney Cummings. Uh, that, and then I sometimes I listen to random ones. A really good one that I listened to was with Whitney. Forget about that one, actually. Uh, I got to Google it. It's called North the North Bay Podcast. Tight. You got to look at. It's called North Bay True Crime. Mm, cool. Holy shit. It's all about the fuckery that was going on in North Bay back in the 80s or early 90s. They had this issue where like native kids were showing up drowned in rivers and there was mm. all this political corruption and just just crazy stories of, of like child prostitution in that town. Like all this. And it's very well done, very well researched. You listen to I remember my buddy told me to listen to it. And it's Canadian. It's actually like six hours from where I live. Not North Bay, uh, Thunder Bay, sorry. So Google Thunder Bay True Crime Podcast. Yeah, and when, you li- when I listened to it, I fucking binged it like a Netflix movie, man. I couldn't stop. Like, like two, three, four episodes a day. Like, what happened next? What happened next? Yeah, I was going to be an ugly American and say, I don't know what bay you're talking about, but I'll, I'll, look, I'll check it out. But Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay, okay. You got you to gotta actually type the whole thing thunder bay true crime podcast and then I'll, okay. and there's there's a guy with a bald head and a goatee on the cover of it so where are you going to take this where 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 is this going to go like what what do you have a plan or is it just going to be you're going to let it be what it is and <clears throat> don't you want to finish my tattoos oh yeah fuck yeah what's up with your tattoo so we we, we had keith richards falling on stage that's where we're at so now <laughs> my bad. i got off track this is what happens with bam bam yeah all right so i can't I got johnny depp which i have to finish which is gonna cost me another like probably 1800 bucks holy shit and then man. when i'm done with him <clears throat> i'm getting the Marilyn manson from the smells like children album cover on my forearm under him which is pretty cool because in real life they're best friends oh shit yeah i love it i have uh I put my dog's paw, my pug, which I put down back in May, and I made it green, the green paw, and I made it, blew it up, because pug's paws are tiny, it looks so sissy with his size, so I blew it up big, and I put, I wrote pug's life under it, you know, like, remember, like, Tupac, <laughs> yeah, like, pug's life, yeah, pug's yeah. life, and I put a little crown, and then, and I got the Joker <laughs> laughing on my right, my left whole chest plate, Cool. like, you know, the Jared Leto was like, ha, 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 all the laughing, Yep. and then this is my favorite one. 
And everyone says, why would you keep that? Are you going to get rid of it one day? And I go, nope, nope, never. I have my ex-girlfriend's initials on my side rib. Oh, nice. You just got to find a girl with the same initials and you're in the clear. Yes. <laughs> no, I just got to find a girl with a good sense of humor like me. Because, I mean, when I got it, I went to, the, I went to the, my girlfriend at the time. I don't know, we were talking about tattoos and maybe like how if we stayed together long enough, we'd get shared, get shared tattoos or something. And it's like, ah, you'd never get a tattoo with me because if you ever break up, you're going to regret it. I'm like, no, I, I actually won't, right? And then she's like, ah, I don't believe you. I'm like, if you pay for it, I'll, we'll go right now. She goes, are you serious? I go, yeah, she didn't believe me. So we got on the bus, went downtown Ottawa, which we were living. I got it. She paid for it. When, they, when it was halfway done, she's sitting there shaking her head. Can't believe you're actually fucking doing this. <laughs> I'm gonna give. We can give you some free bad counsel with this situation. This that sounds exactly like yes! a question that we get, which <laughs> is, "Hey, uh, I, I have a new girlfriend, but I have my old girlfriend's initials on my rib, and you know, I'm not sure how she's gonna take it." So, may I ask, what are the initials? LD. LD. See, now the key would be to find mm. something else very meaningful <laughs> with the initials LD. LD. Um, or or you can do what I do and you got to find someone with a sense of humor because the story is the sense of humor to why I'm keeping it I got that tattoo it's part of my history I'm sorry the girlfriend memory the girlfriend history never goes away if you can find humor in it I fucking I will love you because I'm a recovered addict all right I really don't care about much I want to find the sense of humor in everything mm-hmm. thus bam bam now that's good advice from bam bam that's right Honestly, that's right. We very my, rarely. My motto that. is the less, <laughs> the less fucks you give, the less you have to worry about in life. True that. I should practice that more for sure. Checks out. You can put a little S in between. One of my idols is Stevo, and he has his whole fucking portrait on his back. Like he still has a wife. That's a great. Why can't I find one if he has one with his with his fucking stupid oh, face yeah. on his back? Trust me, I found this lovely lady, and I've got. So many random tattoos I couldn't be given to tell you about. <laughs> the, the thing about being at my age, right? It's it's a more someone that would date me now would be more understanding that I'm a little set in my ways. So the last girl I kind of thought I what would have dated, I said, "There's two things I don't want to be bothered about if I date you." So what's that? I'm like, I don't tell me to cut my hair because I haven't had long hair since I was 14, and don't tell me to stop getting tattoos because I got a bunch more I want. And that's it. It's very reasonable. Those are my only two rules that I want. That's the only thing. Just don't bother me. I don't want to be bothered. Other than that, we're good. <laughs> That's my philosophy, too, in general. Just Unless she says she's going to cut her hair short like Ellen, then I'm going to be like, deal breaker. <laughs> That's- oh, <see>. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that's great. So um, now you talked about the Joker on your chest plate. So, and, you know, if I just, again, going through your feed... You you do like comics, and you know I don't know. You've mentioned Batman before. You mentioned is 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 the Joker your favorite character, or he is my favorite villain. V- favorite villain. He is so goddamn interesting, and you just never know what you're gonna get with that guy. If he's done right, especially in a lot of the cartoons that I watched, like the Suicide Squad movie was a royal piece of shit. But it wasn't David Ayer's fault. It was it was because the internet thought it was gonna be funny, and then the executive producers, which don't know shit about movies, made him rearrange it. And they fucked up Jared Leto. I had such high hopes, and I'm really happy that they're bringing him back to HBO to give him another shot. But think about, like, like Heath Ledger was the greatest one. Like, things were happening, but once they happened, you did not see that coming. He is fucked, but he's so fucking psychotically smart. 
Yeah. And I love his laugh. <laughs> I love a guy who laughs. And so, I mean, but you're into this, right? So you would go to the cons. I noticed that you went to yeah. like, the comic cons and stuff like that. So you're deep into it. And do you collect? I do. I, I kind of stopped. It got a little expensive. And I, I, I was trying... I was trying to get the Funko Pop limited editions and then flip them because you can buy them for like 12 bucks. And if you get a certain limited, you can literally flip it for, and I have one that I bought it off the shelf for 12 bucks and it was a Captain Marvel. It was a chase, which those are near impossible to find. Haven't seen one since, but as I pulled it off the shelf, my buddy pulled it up on eBay. It was already going for 80 bucks. Hmm, Wow. Yeah. Funkos, but but Funkos are next level shit, man. You got to be on the top of the game. You got to know like store managers. You got to get like, like uh, shipping fucking like sheets from warehouses to figure out where they're going, when, what time. What? Oh yeah. Did you watch the documentary about them on Netflix? Yeah, the toys that made us. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They, they uh, didn't do the Funko Pops though. No, not yet. They did uh GI Joe's transformers, Ninja Turtles. Barbie. No, no, no. Maybe it was a different title. There's a, there's a devoted fully to Funko uh, documentary on Netflix. <laughs> I gotta find this. I think it's actually on Disney Plus. Oh, maybe it's on Disney Plus. My Katie's really? saying that would make sense. Yeah, <clears throat> no, but I, 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 I don't collect toys to resell them anymore because once I buy them, I just like them too much. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I got a nerd shelf up there. You can't see it, but called making fun. Making fun. Making on, fun on Disney Plus. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, I, I love, I love toys, man. No, it's on Prime. Prime video, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but Funkos are dangerous. They're a rabbit hole, so I kind of chilled out. Yeah, um, it's, it's a problem. But yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a super nerd, man. <laughs> and has that been since you've been a kid? Like, is this something that you've, or did you come to it later? I, I came to it later. Because, <clears throat> um, sorry, I got to hit that nicotine. I had a bunch of toys when I was a kid. When all my friends stopped collecting toys, probably in grade like four or five, I was still buying toys in like grade fucking six, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just liked them, right? And uh, I, I kind of I got off of it, became a wigger. I went to college, started doing a bunch of things, didn't really appreciate shit. But like again, uh, and, and my family sold a house, had a garage sale, and then I realized how many cool things I lost. And once I started kind of collecting again, because I realized, I'm like, I used to have this, I used to have that, and I didn't appreciate it until it was all gone. Then I started looking online, and a lot of this shit was valuable. I have a fucking Batmobile out of box. Didn't matter the condition. As long as it was still intact and not, like, dented or something stupid, which mine was, $900. I had it. I had it. Come on. You know, <laughs> especially Marvel, once they fucking like, you know, know, ramped up with all those movies, everyone became a nerd again. I fucking met Stan Lee. I went met Adam West. The last fan expo I went to, I took my buddy because my my all time favorite movie is the 19, 1987 Robocop with Peter Weller. Hmm. So I went and met him, too. <laughs> I have the frame that picture is. outside of my door and I remember we were in the lineup and the, the lady's like was with my buddy she's like you know you can have two people in this picture I'm like you gotta come with the picture bro and he's like no 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 this is your thing and I'm like no man trust me it'd be so cool if you were in this fucking picture right yeah. <laughs> and they always tell you at these fucking expos they, they have these little like X's on the floor and it's like a fucking like a, like a robot line you walk in and they're like hey stand there and then when he's done, stand beside him. Don't touch him. Don't shake his hand. Take the picture. Leave. I'm like, 
Like $75, you think I'm not going to say shit to him? Fuck you. What are you doing? <laughs> Kick me out. Anyways, so I'm watching, and everyone ahead of me, they're, they're like super nerds. They're like, oh, Peter Weiler, Peter. And they, they do exactly what they're told, right? Because they, they're just, sorry to say, no self-confidence, right? Like gamers or something. Um, no, gamers have such self-confidence now, not like they used to be. They're, yeah, my bad. I take that back. Um, saw Peter Weller is my turn. Peter Weller, like, whoa, 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 and he just starts pissing himself <laughs> laughing, right? And then he's like, he's like, oh man, you make me feel so come here, come here, come here. And he's like, he put his arms around us and shit. And like we were, we were the only people that like he put his arms around. Shook my hand. He's like, how you doing? How you doing? And everyone, all the I guess PR people around, were sitting there like, what do we do? What, what do we do? He's touching. He's touching Peter Weller. He's touching. Well, I can't even see them, right? They're all like kind of stunned. And but well, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking, you know, he's the one interacting with me now, right? <laughs> I did the same thing with Adam West. He says, go to the other side of the Batmobile. I walked right up to him. I'm like, Adam West. I'm like, yo, it's so cool to meet you. He's like, uh, uh hey, yeah, it's, uh, it is. Uh, how you doing? You know, like, and then I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. And so anyways, yeah, fat Rob, I didn't care about him. So <laughs> Robin, <laughs> Raw Robin is super fat, fat now. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of superhero right there. So I, yeah, I guess that that's just that's just who I am. Even like I've, I've always been like that. I just go for it. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I, just a lot of fun. Obviously, talking to you. So there you go, counselors. It's uh, it's great. I had a lot of fun. I know the other guys had a lot of fun hanging with Bam Bam. Certainly, you know, this is a guy who really kind of, if Peter Pan were alive today, Bam Bam would be at, and I mean that in the best possible sense. This guy's a lot of fun. You heard how he handles and approaches life as Bam Bam. He does help us answer a few questions on the regular show. So if you go back and you listen to the Canadian Invasion show that came out this week, he does have a lot of fun helping us answer some questions. We have a lot of laughs. So thank you. I hope you're enjoying this interview series. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.